Hey you! I hope you've been having an amazing day, an amazing week, an amazing month, I could even say, because it has been quite a while since I've uploaded an episode. If I'm correct, it must be as either exactly a month or a month and a day since I've last uploaded an episode. But I am very excited to be talking with you again and to have this lovely conversation as always, or rather say as has been in the last couple of episodes, I'm currently back on the floor, lying on the floor, um, because that's really soothing. I don't know if you've ever tried it, but highly recommend just lying on the floor. It's so comfortable. So doing this was lying on the floor and I have a tea with me obviously I made a lovely ginger tea so feel free to get yourself a nice tea right now or whatever else you love to drink because today we're talking about really doing what you love and without any further ado let's just get right into the episode so To start off, I would like to read you something, and it is from a book called The Archer, from Paolo Cuello. I still, I don't think I pronounced that right, but um, I think most of you probably know him. And um, it's page 91 of the book, and I thought it fitted what I wanted to share with you guys today, so... There it goes. There are two types of shot. The first is a shot made with great precision, but without any soul. In this case, although the archer may have a great mastery of technique, he has concentrated solely on the target. And because of this, he has not evolved. He's become still and he has not managed to grow. And one day he will abandon the way of the bow because he finds that everything has become mere routine. The second type of shot is the one made with the soul. When the intention of the archer is transformed into the flight of the arrow, his hands opens at the right moment, the sound of the strings makes the bird sing, and the gesture of shooting something over distance provokes, paradoxically enough, a return to and an encounter with oneself. I chose to share this with you because today I want to talk with you about doing what you love. And for me, doing what you love has great importance and doing what you love is greatly connected to doing things from the soul or letting everything you do come back to to your soul and to your heart, whatever you want to call it um and that's really what i've been doing over the past month not saying that i do not love making these podcast episodes but i've been working on something really hard over the past couple of months and i'm so glad that i can finally share it with you it is called auspicious soul art auspicious meaning um really like for future success or future success incoming and then soul art. It is something 
Aelina, which you guys probably know by now, is one of my like best friends. Um, and I've been working on for a couple of months now. And I really need to put all my time and focus into that. So that's really what I've been doing. And it basically is crystal gridding art. And for the people who do not know what crystal grids are, they are... Um, certain ways that crystals are being placed in a sort of energy field um, which emphasizes the powers of the crystals and when you lay them in a certain way you get different energy fields and different feelings and emotions and they help in different ways and on top of that they look really pretty so we make them actually framed in a beautiful wooden frame and it's really art you can put on the wall or put on your little altar and if you're interested in having a look it's called auspicious soul art on instagram as well and if you follow our universal world on instagram you might have seen um some things about it already but i'm looking at them right now as well because i have a couple of them on my wall and it brings me so much joy there's so much love put into this I cannot explain to you because we start with meditating and we do this entire ceremony to to make a grid and every grid has a full explanation about them and what it is the meaning behind it and it really really brings me a lot of joy and we've actually been at a market as well and that went so incredibly well I also sold my poetry there which were really, really pretty prints. It was actually quite cool, if I may say so myself. We got this handmade paper from South India, organically um, made, and we get it not really printed, but pressed one by one in an old style. So it really looks very beautiful, but very, um, yeah, I would say vintage, maybe even in a way. And I was not, I wouldn't say necessarily very surprised, but I was so thankful that people loved my poetry as much because we really sold out a lot of them. Um, I only did six poems of my nearly hundred poems I have for publishing right now. And it went incredibly well. And people were so kind about it, so loving and... I've never felt this much energy from creating and sharing physically with other people there. It was incredible. I cannot explain it to you. And if you're um, living in the Netherlands, there will be another market probably on the 10th and 11th of um, December. So where will be? So if you want to come, feel free to like send me a DM and I'll let you know like more details about it where I'll sell poetry and crystal grids and loads of things, really. Um, loose crystals as well, because some of you might know I'm quite obsessed with crystals. But it really has been amazing. The feedback I got on my poetry, it's been so heartwarming. And yeah, I've really been doing that. And I've really been loving, really been loving doing that. And I've also decided, which might come as a, as a shock to people, because... Some of you might know that I've been basically a grade A student over the the past two years. I'm I'm studying economics, economics and business economics, which people always are like, why do you study that? Like, 
you write poetry, you make art, you paint, you sing, you write music, and then you study economics. I'm just like, yeah, because I like to have like a foot in both, a feet in both worlds, if you get what I mean. I like to make my mind up based off of different opinions, and I don't want to really minimize the input I can get and. I do think it's it's interesting in a way, but I've been such a grade A student. I've been studying so incredibly much. Like, I've had weeks where I would study more than than 60 hours a week, like, easily. And I did that because I really, I've talked about this as well, I have obsession with productivity. And the more I do, the more I feel like I deserve to, like, success. And we've, we've had an episode about this, but... Um, I've really worked very hard on uni. I have like my grades are cum laude and like very so it's like eight point zero or higher out of ten, and that's like that's what I've been working on for the past two years, and that was all right for me in the moment because there was COVID during my first two years of uni, and I was like I better than put in all the effort I have because. I can't do other things that are necessarily better with my time because I don't meet a lot of people anyways. So just put all the work into uni. And that has been good. That's been okay. I think that's how it's supposed to have been. But then this year, I was so excited for uni again because I would finally be able to choose a bit more specialized courses. And I do really enjoy microeconomics, but I also really like marketing and more like behavioral science sciences with combined with economics. So I was really glad when I heard that I could choose behavioral economics, thinking that it would be psychology and economics combined together. And then I would have marketing strategy and practice, which would be a fun course. So I was very happy. Um, I did have in mind, I obviously also had to write my thesis at the same time. And I was doing an extracurricular course in French. Here you find all my productivity problems again because I feel like I can just do that because why not? And um, so I started the first period, which was in September, beginning of September, very excited and optimistic. And I soon found out that behavioral economics was just once more mathematics. And I know when you study economics, you should probably like mathematics, but I'm not a big mathematics fan. Like only game theory basically if you know if you're into economics you you might know game theory from microeconomics which is kind of math but it's a different style of math which i find quite interesting but apart from that i really do not enjoy math nor stats and during the behavioral economics first two classes i was like what is this this is only mathematics and like really really incredibly hard mathematics And I just felt myself, like, I was looking at myself and I was like, oh my, if I have to do this, and my thesis, and my extra click of the course, and my marketing course, and then Auspicious, which we've been working on on the side, and the podcast, and I'm doing sports again, like, five times a week, and I'm taking guitar classes, doing the piano, well, you can see where, like, a lack of time comes into this equation, like, talking about math, because... There was no way I could fit this into a seven-day week. And I already felt myself like, oh my, by, by Christmas I will be burned out. And by then I have to go to Spain and I will not have fun in Spain because I was so burned out. And my mom was like, really, you have to take care of yourself because 
I can see this really going wrong. And for the first time in two years, like I'm really stubborn too, because I always told myself I will graduate uni within three years. And um, for SBE, so Master of University SBE, uh, the business faculty, that's quite an accomplishment because most people take four years or even longer uh, to graduate because it's just a very, very high workload. And um, a lot of people feel that fill their courses, so they have to redo a semester or period or whatever. And I always said, you know what? No, because there the productivity problem comes in again. I can just do it in three years because I can. This is like so much ego speaking as well. <laughs> but so I, I always had that in mind and I did until now. I passed all my courses within the two years. I never had a reset. I always had good grades. And this was the first time my thought of graduating in three years was coming to like a halt. And it was either be burned out by Christmas or study another semester next year. And I had doubted it so much because, well, once again, the ego tells you, you can just do that. You know what? You'll be fine. You have Christmas holidays. It's all good. And I was noticing that I loved working on Auspicious so much that I thought, you know what? I'm actually, I'm so over this. I deserve a bit of a break after two years. And so I did. For the first time ever, not just in uni, ever, I dropped out of a course. And usually I don't like doing that because I like to end what I started with. But I dropped out of behavioral economics. And I figured out that I just had, out of the blue, I had like 30 more hours per week left to do just things that I love doing. So I started going to the gym, like, I did five yoga classes per week and then would go like lifting three times a week. And I enjoyed it so much. Like I didn't even remember how much I liked going to the gym and I liked doing yoga. And then I had so much time to put into Auspicious. And I had time to put into my other course, which I actually enjoyed and write papers and write poetry and make music and... All these things brought me, like, they brought me so much joy. And at this moment, I was like, wow, I did miss this over the past two years. It was okay, but I need this too. I'm also, as Evina and I would say, just a human. (laughs) And it really, really touched me however weird that sounds, because it's probably just normal things for everyone, and I hope it is, but if it's not, I highly recommend you start doing these things more, because they do make a difference, and the thing, like, you're only young once, I'm always just like, yeah, you know, true, but it's fine, but it is true, and I'm not saying that means you have to party 24-7, even though if that's what you love, go and fucking party 24-7, you do you, baby girl, or baby boy, but... Um, or baby something, <laughs> whatever. Um, but it it really did change a lot for me. And because I had more time, like you guys probably know how much I love traveling. And um, 
often after exams, I like to just go somewhere either alone or um, with friends or family. And I hadn't been in London for three years, which has been crazy, but it was because of COVID. And I have missed England so much. So I decided I really wanted to go to London. So I, I also I also spoke to my dad and we were supposed to go to London during summer holidays, but that didn't go through due to some personal circumstances. But I asked him, like, do you want to go now after my exams? And, and he said he liked to. So we decided to go to London together. And I was so happy because I could finally go to Sabrina and see her. And obviously we see each other as well when she's in the Netherlands. But um, yeah, Sabrina's as you probably all know by now is from the angel talks sabrina angelina and she lives in london and studies in london and i was just really really happy to finally see her to spend some time with her and we had so much fun together i'm super thankful for her and super thankful for that um she showed me so many things went out for dinner to national gallery she showed me really cool paintings and did she was a wonderful guide highly recommend <laughs> And we really had so much fun. I had so much fun with my dad. We went to Cardigan Hall to this piece of the Seoul Philharmonic Orchestra uh, playing Tchaikovsky. And I love, like, I'm, I'm a bit of a nerd. I love classical music. Yeah, I know it's not your typical student thing, but I really do love classical music. And we went to an immersive theatre play of The Great Gatsby. And it was really like coming home again, being back in London to the Wallace Collection. Highly recommend the Wallace Collection if you're into art. Um, especially, let's say, 16th, 17th, 18th century art. Really highly recommend the Wallace Collection. Super great pieces there. They had a Dutch gallery as well, which some of you might know. There, there have been really good painters, like Dutch painters, um... For example, Ruistaal, Pijnakker, but there's also been a lot of Weenicks there. It's really John Constable, I think I saw as well. So if you're into art, go and check that out. You'll love it. Um, very incredible, impressive collection, I must say. Um, but not to bore you anymore. I just had a really, really lovely time in London being back there seeing my friends, I also saw Zena because it was crazy because I texted her. I'm like, I'm going to London at the end of uh October and she was like you're kidding me at the end of October what are the dates and I was like you're not actually serious that you're in London as well and then she was in London uh on the same dates and it was so nice we went and got breakfast together with my dad and with her boyfriend it was so much fun I was so happy seeing her again uh so yeah that was really really nice and then I got back and now I've had uni again for a week and once we realized that I just need more time to do fun things, I had written a research proposal for my thesis and I was super secure about it. Like I was super sure that it would be a good proposal and I was very excited about it. And it was basically, um, yeah, I won't bore you with the details, but I was really confident. And then I go to my supervisor and she basically just bashes me. She goes like, yeah, this ain't gonna work baby you have to start over and good luck with that because at the end of January you have to just hand it in and I was just like 
I wasn't like crying, but I was just like, oh my, how am I going to do this? I have to work on OSP. I haven't done the podcast in ages. I have so much things to do. I'm working out again. I'm having fun with friends. Like I have my friends. I'm going to Spain in January. Um, I didn't really see where I would have time to do it. And I also would imply that I really wanted to go skiing in January. Um, like go back to Switzerland because some of you might know, like I'm Swiss and Dutch and I want, like I really enjoy skiing and I want to be back before I went to Spain because then I couldn't go in February or March anymore. So that would also imply that when I would be in Switzerland, I would have to write my thesis or like finish off my thesis and I wouldn't really be able to enjoy the skiing and the weather. And I was just like, I'm really, I cannot do this. I want a break from all of this. I've been working so hard. And so the day before, was it yesterday? I think yesterday I unregistered for my thesis, which ultimately implies that I cannot officially uh get my cum laude status anymore on my uh like graduation because I would have no grade because whenever you unregister from a course you get a no grade and a no grade means that you cannot graduate cum laude even if you have like a 9.0 average it just you can't which I honestly think is not really fair but um normally I would have been so sad and mad about this and I wouldn't want to risk it but I was just thinking in the end nobody's probably really going to care if I graduate cum laude to be honest I prefer working for myself and as long as I don't really care and I know the truth like who then what's what's really the problem and I think it just took me two years to realize that doing what you love doing what you're meant to be doing is more important than showing to the world that you're capable of doing all these great things or to your friends and family, or to yourself even, really. And I think really a goal of mine is that to keep doing what I love, to keep enjoying life to the fullest, to keep being me to the highest extent, and to inspire myself and others, and to be inspired. I think that's been a great subject over the past weeks to inspire and to be inspired and yeah I really wanted to share that I've also just been talking like straight out of my head I didn't prepare this I really felt like I needed to speak with you guys and I felt like there I wanted more like to say more but I can't really get to it now and that's fine too like that's totally okay but before, oh, that's what I want to say. I'm sorry, this is this is so funny. Um, I also wanted to actually come back with this episode and properly do it finally with a microphone. And I found out there's a podcast studio at my faculty, which I don't know how I didn't know about it, but you need loads of props still. But I was like, I'm going to record the coming back or whatever episode uh, from there and have you like in crazy good audio and everything and I really wanted to but that's really what's been keeping me from uploading an episode and I've also been thinking that shouldn't keep me from uploading an episode because I need the time to like properly do that and I will I know that I will but now it's just not the time now I need to focus on other things 
And I hope that you don't mind the quality of the audio right now. Because it's just me lying on the floor recording once more with my iPhone. But I really wanted to speak with you. And I really hope you appreciate that more. Or that weighs more than the fact that it's not perfect audio. Um, Do let me know. And I wanted, before we leave, to share a card with you. I already grabbed it. It's so pretty. It's the Night of Crystals by Dreamy Moons. Not sponsored, just really like her works. And yeah, I'll just read to you uh, what it says. So, Night of Crystals. Just look up in the book. Okay, so the keywords are ambition, fast thinking, and jumping to conclusions. The affirmation is, I ground myself and think things through. This is your sign to determinately move forward. But make sure to ground yourself and see things through so you are aware of potential challenges. The Knight of Crystals is charging uh, through green plains as fast as the wind. Although his speed and quick thinking benefit him, it can sometimes be a curse. He often jumps to conclusions and doesn't plan ahead. You are bursting with ideas and enthusiasm to make them happen, but it is not the time to rush things or cut corners. So, really take that as you need. I hope it resonates with you. For me, it does. For me, it's slowing down. It's taking the time to do what I love. I am full with creative ideas and I'm excited to share them with you all. I think it might be changing seasons as well because at least here in the Netherlands we are going towards a, the like the winter season right now. So we're in fall and going towards the winter season and I've been really trying to nourish my body and mind and, and what it needs and really being okay with slowing down. I think what this is what the season is for too and I haven't done that maybe ever so if you need to slow down take your time get to the right pace and do what you love thanks for listening I'm sending you all hugs and smiles feel free to check um, the instagram auspicious i'll link everything in the description down below and yeah let's talk soon again i wish you the most amazing day all hugs and smiles once more i've been saying that and yeah talk to you soon bye bye